the theme for Commission Sunday is the reason for our hope. And you'll see that in these verses as we read together. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Now who is there to harm you if you are jealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honour Christ the Lord as holy. Always be prepared to make a defence to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behaviour in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Rob. Shall we pray? Father God, thank you for your word, and I do pray you would help us, please as we have these precious moments to dwell on it and think about the reason for our hope. We pray your blessing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, my friends, thank you for having me today. It's really nice to be here in your part of town. I have actually heard lots about your church, um, first from Mike Reith, and then from Rob and Hannah. And um, I jumped at the chance when Rob invited me to preach. I've actually been looking for a chance to come to your church for a few years now, particularly because the door-knocking ministry that I've heard um, uh, Mike was engaged in, I know Rob's done some of as well, was very inspirational for us. And when I went to Haringey six years ago, I thought, oh, we should do some of that. So for about five years, we've been doing this, trying to knock on people's doors, you know, learned as much from you guys as I could, and then tried to put it into practice. So we knocked on about 4,000 doors and seen some people come to church and engage with lots of our community so I thank God for you and I just wanted to come here and tell you that alone um, just you've been such an inspiration to us when you probably didn't even know it wouldn't it be great if um, in every pocket of London there was a church if you never had to go far bef- without someone knocking on your door and saying oh my goodness <laughs> that's right um, you know I'm a local Christian I live just up the road would you like to find out more about Jesus I mean wouldn't that be great Sadly, it's not, it's not the case at the moment. There are some. There's one in Haringey, and I know there's one here, and there's a few others around the place. But it's, we can't yet, you can't get off the tube at any stop and think, I know the gospel is here. But wouldn't it be fabulous if you could? That's our vision. We'd, we'd love to play a part in making that happen. And uh, we don't want to die wondering whether that will happen. To be honest, it's been a rough week for us as a church. We've had really sad news. On Thursday night, a young man was killed in our, in our neighbourhood who, who grew up at our church, and um, he was violently attacked in the street and didn't survive. And his mother and his sister go to, the, to go to our church. So it's been very sad for us this week as we've sort of mourned together and um, been so shocked by this terrible news. I think if I wasn't a Christian, I'd think, right, well, I'm not staying in London then. Yeah, off I go, I'll, I'll move somewhere else where they don't have these problems in the same degree. But I thought about it and I prayed about it and I've been with his mum and his sister as we've wept and I thought, I'm going to stay. This is why, this is why places need Jesus. It's because you leave us to our own devices and we tend to pick up knives and try and sort out our problems that way. 
But with Jesus, it's different, isn't it? Because with Jesus, we have gospel. And as, our, as 1 Peter chapter 3 says, we have a reason for our hope. So it's my prayer and my dream that um, we might keep sharing that hope with more and more people such that they don't think the answer to their problems is to pick up weapons, but actually they think it's to, to go to Christ. Christ the Lord. Beckentree Church in St Paul's Haringey, where I am, and 28 other churches are part of this network called Co-Mission, which Rob was talking about. We're aiming to strengthen one another to plant healthy churches to reach London for Christ. Uh, we don't have much time, but Jesus is so good, we want, to, we want as many people to know about him as possible. If we want to grow more, we'll need lots of things. You know, We'll need prayer, we'll need um, training, we'll need strategies. But actually, there are, there are two other things which are mentioned in our passage today, which I just want to dwell on with you. Two things which we'll need if we're going to make a fist of this together. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Do you still have it there? It says, but in your hearts, honour Christ the Lord as holy. That's the first thing. And secondly, always being prepared to make a defence to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with gentleness and respect. So that's the second thing. Okay? So two things we're going to have to do, according to the Apostle Peter. We've got to honour Christ the Lord as holy. I'll talk about that. And you've got to be prepared to give a reason for your hope. So I'll talk about that. Every church in co-mission is, is spending time on this particular verse today. I'll refer to the verses either side of it, but really 1 Peter 3, 15, that's the heart of it all. So let's, let's dive in, shall we? First thing it says, honour Christ the Lord. Honour Christ the Lord, verse 15. See, I'm not making it up. This is the Apostle Peter who was with Jesus and he says, but in your hearts, honour Christ the Lord as holy. I think there's an, there's an inner and an outer sense to what we're talking about today. So, you know, it says, <clears throat> honour Christ the Lord in your hearts. It's, a, it's an inner thing, right? It's, it's an inner decision. That for, for me, Christ is the Lord and I'm going to treat him as holy. It's completely other. And then the second thing I'll talk to you about, that's more of an outward thing. Christianity has to be that way around, though, doesn't it? It has to be inner first and then outer. Have you ever tried to do it the other way around? It's, it's horrible. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I tried. I tell you, I tried. I grew up, um, I was a Roman Catholic kid going to, I grew up in Oxfordshire and took me to church and it felt like it was, in, it was outside in rather than inside out. And you try and be religious that way, you try and keep it up and it, it's, it's, it's got no great power. It can't sustain and it certainly can't save. I made various rules for myself, you know, don't, don't swear, don't drink so much alcohol, don't uh, hit anybody or, or lie but it's, it's, it's so hard to keep that up without, without the Holy Spirit without Jesus being Lord you need a change of heart first on the inside what changed for me I hope my story might encourage you 21 years ago I listened to a preacher I'd been trying to do this this outside in way of doing Christianity and then I heard this preacher 21 years ago 2002 and it's 22 years ago now isn't it um, he said this simple thing Jesus Christ is Lord. That was his message that, that night. And it, I tell you, it was, like a, it was like a bolt of sunshine through the cloud. I was like, oh, you mean that's what Christianity is about? And he went on, he went on. But it was a simple message about Jesus Christ being Lord. And I thought, goodness me, praise God. Although actually I was quite conflicted. I remember I was sitting right in the back row of this church and I, he said, come and, come and pray with me if this is the message for you tonight. I thought, oh, how does he know I'm here? It is. 
And I remember walking down this long aisle of this church and half of me on the inside was going, don't do it. Don't, don't become a Christian. Or don't, don't admit that Jesus is Lord. It, it would be terrible. And the other half of me was screaming, but you have to. You have to because it's true. And that was the beginning for me. I, I, bet, I bet you've got your own story of, um, in my heart, honouring Christ the Lord as, as holy. It had to start there. And I knelt with him at the front of that church. He was a godly man. And he, just, he led me to Christ that night. And he started me out on my journey. If you know what I'm talking about, then rejoice. If you don't, I'd love to talk to you afterwards. But you see the simplicity of this. Honour Christ the Lord. Lots of people assume Christ is Jesus' surname. You know, my name is Pete Snow. Pete is my first name. Snow is my, my surname. Um, and people assume it's the way with Jesus Christ, right? Jesus must be his first name. Christ must be his surname. It's actually not that. Christ is his title. A bit like with King Charles. You know, we, we call him King Charles. Charles is his name. King is his title. And so, so with, with Christ Jesus, Christ means king. It's a promised king in the Bible. And Jesus is his human name, his first or given name. We're also told, honour Christ the Lord. Now that's a magnificent two words, isn't it? The Lord. Lord in the Bible is God's name. So we're being told here that um, we should honour Christ the Lord. So we're saying honour the king, the long promised king in the Bible, who is also God the Lord. And then finally it adds Honour him as holy, as, as the one who is totally set apart and different from this world, perfect and pure. Now, we haven't actually dealt with many words, have we? Honour Christ the Lord, but there, no one else fills those shoes. If you talk about moving into someone's role and they've got big shoes and you, you're supposed to fill them, that's daunting. But nobody else fills Jesus' shoes except for Jesus, because he is Christ the Lord. <coughs> Isaiah chapter 8 is actually what... Um, the Apostle Peter is picking up on. And I didn't realise, it's, it's, it's really, he's, he's really taking his inspiration from there. He talks about fear in verse 14, and then he goes on to talk about honouring the Lord, but he inserts the word Christ as well. In Isaiah, people were scared, and they were, they were worried about what was going to happen to their country, and they were worried about foreign kings, and, and Isaiah was saying to them, don't, don't actually be afraid of those foreign kings, you need to honour Christ the Lord. And just so Peter was saying to these scared Christians who were scattered throughout Turkey, don't be afraid of them. You need to honour Christ as Lord. And so too I'd say to you, you know, whatever you're afraid of, whatever whatever's intimidating for you, I know it's scary, but actually Christ the Lord is the one we're to honour. And Christ the Lord is the one we're to fear. I'll give you an example of this. This man is called Pastor Wang Yi, and he lives in China, and this is his wife. Anyone heard of him before? No. But he's got an amazing story. I mean, he's a Chinese pastor, became a Christian in the mid-noughties, but he was put in jail in 2019, so what is that, five years ago now, still not been released. His church um, released a statement from Pastor Wang Yi. He'd written this before he went into prison. He said this, According to the teachings of the Bible and the mission of the gospel, I respect the founding powers of God in China. I obey God's arrangement of Chinese history and institutions. You might think, all right, um, why are you in prison then? You know, it sounds very respectful, right? Uh, why have they locked you up, Pastor Wang Yi? Well, let's read on. 
Jesus is Christ, the Son of the living God. He died for sinners and rose for us. Yesterday, today and forever, he is the master, my king, and the king of the whole world. I am his servant and I am detained for this. Get the hang of it. So he loves Jesus. He says, Jesus is Lord and Jesus is my king. Even then, you might think, all right, but why why are you in jail? Um, It still doesn't make total sense. Surely you're allowed to say that. Well, see this last bit. I am full of disgust and hatred for the Chinese government's persecution of the church, the deprivation of human faith, and the freedom of conscience. Uh, I see why they don't like you. So for Pastor Wang Yi, Jesus is Lord, and that means that the Chinese government is not. So they have to take at best second place. Do you get the idea? So for for any Christian, this is the case. Jesus is the Lord. He's the creator. He's the the God who loves me and saves me, and I serve him. And if if you're going to be my government or anybody else in my life, then you're going to take second place or somewhere further down the pecking order. And that's what they can't handle. Because the Chinese government want to be Lord, don't they? They want to be in charge, and they want to command everybody to think and say and do whatever they want to do. So that's why they locked him up. That's why he's still in prison today. But Pastor Wang Yi, he's got hold of something very powerful and is very inspirational for people because if Jesus is Lord then he's good and if you honour him as holy then actually you begin not to be scared of the other things in the world and they, they don't disappear but they, they do melt away they, they, they become much less intimidating because you know who's really in charge I wonder what it is for you what are you afraid of in some countries of the world, we would be afraid of the government. Well, I'm not really afraid of this government. No, I don't expect you are either. But in some countries, we would be. In Rome, where, where one Peter was written to, they were afraid of Rome and what Caesar could do to them. In some neighborhoods, is the gangs. To be honest, in my neighborhood, the gangs are quite scary. In some families, it's the dad or it's the mum. In some offices, it's the boss you're scared of. In some of our lives, it's ourselves. You know, I'm just afraid of myself and what I might do or what I've done in the past or what I might do in the future. In, in church, it can sometimes be the devil and his schemes. There, there are these scary things. And, and for you, it might be one of them or something else. I'm not denying they're scary, but I'm saying honour Christ the Lord as holy. That's the command here in the Bible. Thankfully, we don't live in China and it's not quite like it is for Pastor Wang Yi. I don't think the government are about to bang on the door of Beckon Tree Church and say, right, that's it. That's your last Sunday. You can't meet here again. But Londoners are scared of many things and they need to know the urgency and the goodness of the gospel. Jesus is Lord. And they need to honour him before it's too late. Amen? So that's my first thing. I just wanted to say... In your heart, honour Christ the Lord. And I see that amongst you. It's been a joy just to be here and see you face to face and see how you do that. Can I encourage you with the second thing? Be prepared to answer. Also in verse 15. This is the outer part of the talk I talked about. You remember we talked about inner, like in in your hearts, honour Christ as Lord. And now we're talking about what's going to come out of your mouth. Well, be prepared to answer. You might be thinking, oh, oh dear, I don't... I don't want to be one of those weird Christians. You know, those Christians are sort of very um, evangelistic and this preacher is going to ask me to say lots of things I'm, I'm not comfortable with. I don't want to be seen as weird. Well, look, that's a reasonable desire not to be seen as weird. But let's just look at the way it's described and we'll work it out together. Verse 15. 
It says, in your hearts, honour Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a, what does it say, somebody? Anyone got it? A defence, right. To anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do this with gentleness and respect. Okay, so we're talking about making a defence, and it also says being prepared, doesn't it? So you've got to be ready. So the title of the sermon today is The Reason for Our Hope, and we need to be ready to give the reason for our hope. No, it doesn't say always be prepared to preach a sermon with a megaphone at Oxford Circus, does it? I mean, that, so some people do that, and God bless them, I hope they succeed. But um, it, it doesn't say, you know, you have to stand up in Parliament and give some speech to all the MPs or something about being a Christian. It doesn't say that, but it does say if someone asks you, be prepared to give a reason for your hope. If you had a job interview, imagine you've got a job interview, you know it's coming up, you know what company you're going to be interviewing for, and you go along there, you're totally unprepared. And they say, why should we give you the job? And you think, oh, God. They're probably not going to give it to you, are they? Like, you would expect to be prepared for that? You have something to say? Or if, say, someone in your family is getting married and you, you've got a speech to give on the day. You'd get prepared, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd think, hmm, what am I going to say when everyone's looking at me and I'm, I'm, I've got a chance to say something good? You'd, you'd say something that you'd prepared beforehand. And if we want to persuade people that Jesus is Lord, we should, we should have an answer ready. It's a good thing, I think, to just, just think to yourself, what would I say if someone said, why are you a Christian then? Or why would you go to that church? What would, you know, you, maybe you've got 15 seconds, just a chance to say something. What would you say? Maybe you can ask someone afterwards. I think one nice example of this um, is a man called Dan Walker. You know that guy of TV? It's called Dan Walker. He was on um, BBC Breakfast, wasn't he? I think he does Channel 5 now. And I think he's just a good, everyday example of what this is like. He's very warm and friendly, doesn't mind being known as a Christian, and he's not afraid to just stand his ground. So I heard he actually did a, an interview on Radio 2 a couple of years ago with Chris Evans. And um, Chris Evans was trying to just needle him about his Christianity. He just stood his ground with a smile and ended up inviting Chris Evans to come to church. Do you know, if you're interested in this, you just come to church with me. I thought it was just a great example of just being cheerful, not being defensive and saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. Do you want, do you want to find out more? He was also on Strictly Come Dancing, wasn't he? And when it got to Halloween week, he refused to wear a Halloween costume. And because they asked him, he explained why he wasn't willing to do it. And I thought there again is another good example. Just I'm going to cheerfully, not back down, and explain to you the reason for my hope. In my house, we're getting ready to welcome a foster child. We've just been approved as foster carers and got to the point where we think we could take on this daunting thing. And, uh, you know, people in our neighbourhood who know, they're saying, all right, why are you doing that then? And for us, it's taken me months of you know, applying and talking about this. I've just finally twigged, oh, this is actually quite a good way to explain that I'm a Christian, you know, because I can say, well, actually, you know, what, well, we're doing this because God has adopted us. He sort of took us into our family when we were lost. And so we're all orphans, and I'm, we just feel so loved, and we want to channel that towards some kids who, who don't feel very loved or, or safe. So that's, that's sort of why we're doing it. So God gives you these opportunities sometimes, doesn't he? And some, perhaps in your circumstances... You go through something which is hard, where your your freedom or your liberty or your energy or money is being restricted because you're a Christian. But people might say to you, why are you doing that then? And you can say, oh, that's actually because I'm a Christian. And off you go. So there you go. I think this is, this is basically 
homework or um, something to practice. You know, why are you a Christian? Be prepared to give a reason for that. There is a slight variant. Um, you, you know, someone could could ask, why are you doing that? They might ask, why have you stopped drinking so much alcohol, or why have you stopped taking drugs? Why have you stopped lying? I really noticed that about you. Why have you started going to church, whatever it might be that's significant in your life? I could see it coming up that way. I've nearly finished, but um, there's just a few extra words we haven't looked at yet. It says, Yet do it with gentleness and respect. It's a lovely addition, isn't it? Gentleness. We don't force what we have on people. You know, we shout at them and say, this is why, because they've stopped listening. But we do it with gentleness. Gentleness is strength under control. Jesus was very gentle, very clear. And then it says, and respect. Literally, the word in Greek, uh, the original, is fear. Gentleness and fear. And in in 1 Peter, God is the one you're to fear. So I, I, I think this probably means respect for God. Do it with gentleness towards other people and respect for God. If, you, if we speak in such a way that it just appears irreverent, you know, like, don't really care about God, oh, she, oh, she's so, so trying to win you over that I'm, I'm just coming across really laid back, like I don't really care about God. I do. And I think particularly if we're trying to communicate to anyone Islamic or Jewish or from a religious background, they, they actually need to hear the reverence in our voice when we talk about God. You don't have to be deadly serious the whole time, of course, respect there should be times when we're as focused as one of those dart players you know those darts players on tv this week they're just so dead set on the dartboard and we should, sometimes we should be like that with the person we're talking to i'm just so focused on what i want to say to you so my friend god's invitation to you is twofold today honor christ the lord honor him honor him in your heart make it a decision that flows out into every area of life and secondly be prepared to answer because I bet you, I bet you, God will give you opportunities to speak about Jesus if you're ready for them. Imagine if we all did that. I mean, all of, imagine if all of you took those opportunities. It would be amazing. It would be, there would be amazing multiple opportunities springing up all around Beckentree and all around London. Imagine if God did it in Haringey as well, where I'm from, and all across co-mission in our network. Richard Koken, who's our mission director in co-mission, he's got this nice picture he paints where he says, the church is an advertiser's dream. Because what happens in church is, you know, we meet together on a Sunday, but then we just scatter, don't we? For the rest of the week, you go to different places, and you go to a place of work, you go to your home, or your family, or your neighbours, and there you're just advertising Jesus to everybody. And if they give you a chance, if they say, why are you a Christian? You get a chance to talk. Advertisers dream, because it just infiltrates so many different parts of London. It's fantastic. And if we've got 3,000 people in co-mission, which we think we have, then there's 3,000 people doing that all over London every day. And we're not the only Christians in London. We have a dream at my church where we'd love to plant a church one day. I, I talk about it being like we're pregnant. Pregnant with a baby, a baby church, but we just don't know how long the pregnancy is going to be. Um, to be honest, often it feels like we might never get there. It just feels like we could never get to the point where we could give people away. But with God, I think we could. With everyone being involved, I think we could. And with everyone being ready to answer people when they ask for the reason for, that, for our hope. I think we could. Let me give you a moment, and um, I'd love to lead you in a prayer, but can I give you a moment's quiet, and 
this might be a good time you think about what would you say if someone asks you why you're a Christian or you might just like to pray for someone you get an opportunity to talk to them Lord God Almighty thank you for my brothers and sisters here and I pray Father that we would that honour Christ the Lord as holy well Father we want, we want that to be the, the theme of our lives and the thing that just flows out of us we want, want people to to know about it, and even when they don't know about it and nobody notices, we want to honour him because he's amazing, we love him there's no one like Jesus and Lord we would be willing to try and say something, if, if you would give us opportunities, we would love to give a reason for our hope sometimes it's hard to find the words Father and we feel we fumble them but if you're calling us to be someone who speaks to others then I pray you would help us know what to say Help us to be prepared. And would you do the work we pray by the Holy Spirit. We ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.